Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend yes yes y'all Am I supposed to work? That was my only job. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Power Zone in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas (laughs) Football Today, a show on the internet. Uh, My name is Greg Tupper. I'm not supposed to be. I'm not even supposed to be here today. You're not. Um, I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Um, Those dulcet tones you heard to start the show belong to Mallory Hartley. Hi, Mallory. Hello. How's my chair? It's very comfortable. I see why you... Why well, you come here often? <laughs> you come here often? <laughs> two words. Every day almost. Two words. Butt groove. Butt groove, yes. Spring butt groove. I had um, to disinfect the headset. That's tough but fair. Um, <laughs> and sitting over in her perch, she is the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, Ashley. Howdy. I'm not. I'm really not supposed to be here today. I do not have my laptop. I'm not prepared. It is um, 217 days until Thanksgiving. I know that. I don't. Today's know. episode 1150. 1150. 1150. Yeah. 1150. Let's just go ahead and say that it's the number of. I didn't, where do you where do you get your Ranger stats? Baseball reference. Okay, because I looked on there but couldn't figure out how to work it yeah. correctly. No, it's a gift. I it's did. Gift. I did look on Baseball Reference though. I typed it into the Google. Um. So today's Thursday. Uh. uh the April 22nd, 2021. Um, we are, as you can tell, I'm not supposed to be here today, but the, the show is actually on tape. Most of the show is on tape. Mm-hmm. Um, Mallory, do you know who we're talking to? I did not tell her that. Oh, you don't? I know. We are. We are, are we talking to a coach? Uh, kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind he's, of. On, the, he's yeah. on the staff. That, that's all I knew about um, it, so. First, Mallory, do you want to tell people to subscribe to Dave Campbell's Texas Football and why they should? You should subscribe to Dave Campbell's Texas Football because you'll get lots of perks with it, including a podcast that I didn't know was an actual podcast, yeah. old thing. You know, like the it's literally etched in the I glass know. behind well, you. You know, I it's weird. Like I didn't know. I mean, obviously, I knew about the internet show, but I didn't know about the actual podcast until Ashley put it on her Instagram story the other day, and I had yeah. to comment on it. And I don't know. I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just ready to be Give done her with a break. She's I editing wanna, a horror yeah, film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, we'll tired. get we'll get on with the show. And and by the way, 
I'm I'm gonna bounce after this, so I'm not doing an outro. You guys can do an outro. If you want oh to, yeah, 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 right. Uh, so this is the last you'll see of me, except for the next 28 minutes. Uh, yesterday, I had a great opportunity to talk with Alex Brown. Alex Brown is the director of football recruiting for the Rice Owls. And the Hoot. NFL liaison. He's, he's the NFL liaison as well, so he's kind of in charge of getting guys into Rice or identifying uh, players for them to get and also to help them uh, get to the NFL. Uh, had a great conversation just kind of about the ins and outs of the recruiting world from the college perspective, uh, what he does, how he does it, the challenges of his job, how to, get, how to get noticed if you're a recruit which I thought was very interesting. Um, yeah, we had a great conversation with Alex Brown, who's also the host, and I don't know if you caught mm-hmm. this. I did. He's the host of a, his own podcast. It's called Up Close and Personnel. Which is oh, I just, love that. is that not Chef's Kiss? That is. I love that. As I, uh, it's it's we, so we good. We a good bit it's slash pun. It's such a good pun. <laughs> uh, anyway, had a great conversation with Rice's Alex Brown. Here's my conversation with him here on Texas Football Today. We're spending the offseason here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football talking to the biggest guests that we can find. Uh, we got a big one this week. We are joined by the director of football personnel and the host of Up Close and Personnel, a podcast that is so sublimely titled that I'm actually angry. We're joined by Alex Brown. Uh, first and foremost, congratulations on the podcast title. That's just, just the best. I appreciate it. It was definitely one of those where I've been thinking about it for a while and you throw it out to, you don't want to, it's kind of like when you have a good idea and you don't want to just throw it out there until it's fully formed. So uh, finally decided to COVID pushed me over the edge. Uh, so you are the director of football recruiting for Rice and I am very interested. This is going to sound like a dumb question because it is, what is it that you would say you do? I think there's people who see that title floating around and they think they have an idea of what that is, but what, what is it that you would say that it is your job? My job is to really oversee our player identification and player acquisition process. So um, the difference between us and the NFL is the fact that, you know, they have to say yes to us. So it's half of the job is the evaluating side, the recruiting side, and, you know, half of the job is getting them to say yes. And so that's a lot of the presentation and the social media and the interaction. And so um, I got an awesome crew of four interns that, that work with me and um, graphic designers that I work with. And kind of my, the way I look at it is you're old enough to, to appreciate this, but the NBA has played a lot differently now, right? Like Steph Curry's, you know, making a, a bazillion threes. But back when we were, you know, growing up, you know, Andre Miller was a not sexy, but he was a really effective point guard, right? Just find the open man passing the ball. So like, I kind of look at recruiting directors in, in that sense where, you know, if they can have the ability to be a difference maker in a relationship, absolutely use them. But my job is to make sure that my coaches are prepared to go on the road. My coaches are prepared with names, information on players, and I know my strengths. So I'm going to surround myself with assistants and interns that, help me with maybe my deficiencies on, you know, learning that like different social media tactics or, um, you know, ways we can be creative. Um, I know my strength is on the personnel side, on the numbers, on the evaluating. So I think it's, you have to have a lot of self-awareness for it, but also keep the mindset of it's my job to get the ball to the open coach, the guy who needs to be the closer, so to speak, and really just stay in, you know, lock and step with coach Bloomgren on, 
numbers, vision, big picture. What does our team need to be looking like from a, not just a talent standpoint, but culture and like the type of people you bring in. So um, I would just say it's, it's a player acquisition position. So whoever we bring into the building, like that falls under my jurisdiction. Is there anything even approaching the concept of like an average day for you? Uh, and, and, and if there is, what does an average day look like in your, your world? Yeah. So I'm a little bit different. I, I really like to, I really like to start my day off the right way. So I'm up actually like four 30 to, you know, cause I'm a big coffee guy, um, get my quiet time in, get some reading in, um, catch up on like the athletic Dave Campbell's like I'm checking ESPN. So I kind of have like this buffer of like an hour and a half before you even get into the building of like, okay, I know that the minute I step into the building, I'm going to be pulled in a lot of different directions. So I'm going to carve out from about 4.30 till about 7.30. That gets me a chance to center myself, plan out my day, figure out what I want to do with my interns, what I need to do with my coaching staff. And I really kind of build it off of what our football schedule is like. So like, for instance, like our coaches are doing um, you know, working on Arkansas, working on Houston for the beginning of next season. So they'll be meeting in the morning. So I'm going to use that time to have a meeting with my interns. I'm going to use that time to make recruiting calls, evaluate kids, um, update numbers, plan out itineraries for whether it's the summer events that are going to go on. Um, when we get freshmen on campus, you know, kind of onboarding them. So I'm going to use that morning time for me for, for like recruiting for operational logistical and then when we get to the afternoon, like that's the time I carve aside where I literally just treat it like a coaching block. I'm going to go office to office. Hey, what are your conversations like with this kid? Because each day of the week, we have a different kind of you know, mode of the day or, or, or theme of the day where like Monday, we're passing out kind of updates on, on prospects, who we need to have them get on the phone with. On Tuesdays, we're going to pass out rights, Wednesdays, so on and so forth. So like every single day kind of has its own kind of thread and vibe to it. And I treat my afternoons as like my chance to get with my coaching staff. And I treat my mornings of like working with my recruiting staff. So that's, so, that's a typical day. Okay. Uh, well, waking up at four 30. So you are a sociopath confirmed. Um, let me, let me ask you about the, the, the process as it's changed under COVID. You know, that's one thing we've talked with a lot of folks over, over the course of the last year about how their job has changed. From your perspective, I, I obviously the dead period, it, you know, extending until, you know, now up until June 1, um, has it just turned your entire world upside down as far as the, the way that you do your job? Or is it still kind of, uh, you know, we have our vision, we're going to go execute our vision? It's kind of, you know, steady as she goes. Um, you have less data. So, so that's the hard part. And so uh, my athletic director, Joe Galgard, gave, gave us a really good book to read. Um, it's called Thinking in Bets. And, you know, it kind of goes to the, to the basis of like, you know, you might have 60% of information on this prospect and 40% on this prospect. Okay, so how do we reconcile that? Like, you got to try to figure out, okay, what's the expected value of this kid based on what we know? And then prioritize like positionally, like, you know, 40 time, I'm not going to be hung up on not having a verified speed on alignment, but I do need to have a verified height weight. I need to know what he's pushing around in the weight room. And I think it puts more emphasis on the recruiting calls to coaches and people connected with the kid. And you honestly have more time to do that. 
Um, I feel like COVID kind of benefits us because we have a model of we're only going to extend, you know, committable offers. So we're not going to offer 10 guys for one spot. You know, if you run the numbers on us last year, like one out of every four kids um, we signed was, was offered. So um, that's important to us that we really know as much information as possible on the kids. I don't know if that, that answered your question. Yeah. And, and actually that brings up an interesting point. And, and Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst brought this up to me. He goes, you know, one thing I've noticed from Rice uh, recently is that they have worked to make getting a Rice offer a big deal uh, going to making uh, going. in so that if you get that Rice offer, that's not just, you know, another offer that, that, that goes on the pile. I, I take it that is a, from what you were saying, I take it that is a, 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 a thought out strategy. That is not something that has come by happenstance. That's something you guys have, have thought out and, and have a strategy toward, toward making more special. Yeah. And, and we really do believe we have the best on and off the field opportunity, the best of both worlds. I mean, you, you see a couple, you know, high academic schools preach that, but when it comes to playing FBS ball and going and playing at Arkansas, going and playing at Texas, going and playing at USC, having a, you know, a top 10 education nationally, you know, world ranked education and being in the city of Houston, where you have all this opportunity, business, energy, medical, um, you know, we really feel like we have a, an incredible product. So why would we dilute that by having so many offers that we can't even bring all those guys into the building? So, you know, you, you kind of, you got to draw people in, right. And like, you got to find out how realistic and maybe not how realistic is the right word, but maybe how truly interested is somebody in the educational piece in how difficult it is in our program. Cause it's not easy. Like our hashtag intellectual brutality is there for a reason. Um, we run a really tight ship. We run NFL systems on offense and defense. We're a really physical practicing team. Like you will go 30 plus periods. Like practice is no joke here. You know, it's not, you know, just rolling out the ball um, and the education side. Right. So getting into rice is really difficult and it weeds out a lot of, players that I would have otherwise loved off of film. But what it does is it changes the type of kid you bring in. One, I can be very, very focused and targeted with the kids I recruit. And so my interactions with a recruit that are on a day-to-day or every other day or week-to-week basis feel different and resonate differently with a kid that maybe has 15 offers. But of those 15 offers, he, you know, hears maybe once a month or once every other week because you know, quite frankly, it's hard to keep up with 150 offers. So that's what we see. That's that's how it's helped us in the past, really for me, the last two cycles, because I'm now going in year three. And um, I know it's really important to Bloom because, you know, that, that model worked for him at Stanford as well. Uh, can you take me through the process of, um, I, of identifying a kid, uh, getting the, um, getting things, you know, pointed the right direction, understanding this is a guy that you really like, and then is it a matter of like presenting it to, to, to coach Bloomgren? What's, what's the process like as far as I think I like this kid. I like his film. What's the next steps from there? Yeah. So, you know, you get, you get guys from all over the place. Like everybody asks me like, Oh, where do you get them from? Do you only get them from high school coaches? Do you get them? Should I get it from everywhere? Sometimes you'll pull up a kid off Twitter. Um, so, you know, whether it's social media, a recruiting service that you use um, a recommendation from a high school coach, sometimes you even get recommendations from other colleges um, which has been really helpful because like a lot of times I can't take a kid academically, but I love the kid. So I'm going to call up, you know, Joe Price or, or like anybody that I'm tied in with and, and have a relationship with. I'm like, hey, you should check this kid out. Um, that's the cool part of the personnel world. But um, say you find a kid and you like him 
And that identification piece is much different than the evaluation process because you're, you're one, scanning the height, weight, speed, the, the measurables. Does he pass that threshold? Okay. Mm-hmm. So does he have a minimum requirement when it comes to like measurables, physical traits, because that's the most important thing, right? You can't live in a world of exceptions. Um, then you go to the, the highlight tape and you don't live in the highlight tape, but that helps as a screen, as a filter. So if you think of it, like really everything's kind of funneling down so that by the time it gets to Bloomgren and, and we talk about it as a staff, we've already cut the weed out. We've already cut the fat. So the first like really process for us is always calling the high school coach. We, we really want to ask, we have five questions that we always ask. I'm not going to go into detail on like every checkpoint that we do. But we, you know, we do a character background check. It goes to the support staff coach. So like, it's not just the coordinator signing off on the kids, not just me. It's going to be the GA or QC. He's going to funnel that list even smaller. Then it gets the position coach. He does a full on evaluation of profile tape, which is, you know, we're not going to just evaluate 10 plays and say, yeah, he's great at, you know, you know, he's got great ball production or he's got great hips. Well, of course it's going to look great on the first 10 clips, right? So like we're going to go through my staff breaks it up. I have two on offense, two on defense. And so, you know, you'll get three to four games, good, bad, everything in between special teams value. So you want to get as clear a picture as possible so that when the position coach is evaluating, he knows what he's dealing with. You know, he knows you know what the type of player he is, what fits him best. If he's, if he's a scheme fit um, and if he's got an upside, so you can tell a lot just from that profile tape. And then it goes to the coordinator, me and the coordinator have a conversation. And that, that generally kind of determines whether or not we're going to go on a kid. Um, because once you get into the, the staff room and we watch as a full staff and coach Bloomgren's asking questions about players, um, he's going to go straight to the coordinator, right? Like Brian Smith, you're the GM of the defense, Marquez Tuyasosopa, like you're the GM of the offense. So like, do you want this kid? Where does he fit? Can we take him? And so a lot of times we'll come away from those meetings and you'll like a player, but you're not ready to offer him because you still have a committable offer on the table for somebody else. So that's, those are kind of like the, the inner workings of, of what it looks like. Um, thorough, very thorough, but I would, I would expect nothing else, nothing less from, from, from the rice staff, knowing what we, we know about them. Um, how often are there disagreements on kids? Uh, 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 how often are there, is there a kid you're like, I really, really like this kid. And then maybe somebody else, maybe the, the OC sees something different or, or maybe Coach Bloomgood. How often are there disagreements or does it get to the point where you guys understand what's important, you know, what, what everyone's looking for? Yeah, I think, I think everybody kind of understands what we're looking for. Um, from a disagreement standpoint, I use that as a learning opportunity. Because like for me, if I don't know why you don't like this kid, then I'm not going to be able to bring you any players you do like, cause I'll probably keep bringing the same players. Right. So it kind of acts like a um, kind of like a self corrector. Right. So as I bring him, you know, bring our O-line coach, 10 guys, he said, these five guys don't fit. And I'm like, okay, why? I really liked X, Y, and Z. And he tells me, okay, I don't like his second step. I don't like this. So then I can, tune and update kind of what our process is from that point. Um, and in those staff meetings, it's more of like questions. It's not like straight up disagreements. It's like, can we answer this question about it? like, do we have a verified height? Do we have a verified weight? And so you kind of create these checklist questions. And as you go through the process, now we know what fits and what doesn't. I would probably say like, when I first got here, there were definitely more disagreements. Um, and I think that's healthy. Like, 
I think that the more people are involved as far as like taking ownership and like getting the best players possible, um, the better questions you're going to ask, the more thorough you're going to be. Um, and the more we're going to get on the same page, because you're just going to actually communicate those things versus just saying, yeah, we don't want this kid. Like hashing it out has actually been really helpful over the years. Uh, do you have a favorite success story? Do you have a, 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 a guy that maybe you identified that had, you know, flown under the radar, a guy like that, that, that you, you're like, oh man, this is like, now when you see him in the uniform, you're like, you're feeling, you're, you're jacked up. Yeah. Well, Kalen Griffin's one. Um, Cause I had been watching him since his freshman year and, you know, like I had brought him up at my previous stop and, you know, I wanted us to go on him and you get over to Rice and, you know, it's a, a new situation and, you know, we're looking for a back and that fits that mold. And you, you make that call to, you know, the head coach, you make that call to the kid and, and it just, it resonates a little bit differently. And to, to be able to really get to know a kid over the course of, you know, his junior and senior year fully um, was really cool. And then to see him perform like he did that first year, that was really cool. But like, I would probably say my favorite um, find is really this last class with, with Jojo Jean. Um, corn, uh, his safety out of, um, out of Florida, we're projecting him at corner. And so this kid hits me up on Instagram and Twitter. And I know nothing of the kid. We haven't recruited really the school because um, it's a smaller Florida school. And uh, he's like, hey, I saw Marcus Williams. He's a, a kid that signed with us from Hoover, Alabama, a really good player. He's like, he's an absolute baller. Like, I want to be a part of this. Like, check out my film. Here's my transcript, all that stuff. So, you know, okay, cool. You watch the film. You're like, damn, I wish this guy was playing corner because we need a cornerback. And I text him that. And he says, hey, I played cornerback my junior year. And so he sends me the, the junior tape. And so it's kind of one of those, you go into the DC's office and me and Brian Smith are having a conversation. We're like, he's not exactly what we want, but this guy's just a really good football player. Like we just got to go get him. No different than it was like Gabe Taylor playing one year of football the year prior. And, you know, we're like, he's not quite as big as what we want. Like, what do we do with them? And it's like, dude, every single play is a pick six. You just got to take good football players. So um, I know I just gave you three names, but um, those are, those are kind of ones that stick out with me. Um, you know, one thing that I've in, in, in diving into to, to our data here is, you know, the in, in 20 in the class of 2021, it was something like 30, one in every three kids signed in state, uh, you know, across the nation. Uh, they signed in state. Uh, you guys were uh, as far as high school kids, you guys are up around 55 percent, 56 percent. I know you just said, let's go get good kids, good players, plain and simple. Let's go get good football players. Is there a is there a decided uh, motive motivation to go get Texas kids to, uh, to go and make sure you're, you're keeping Lone Star State kids at, at home if you can? Absolutely. Cause the biggest thing for us is like, we got to have people that know the rice brand and that know the value of it and that want to play in front of their friends and family. Like those are just added factors in the decision. If you remove those, like then it becomes an uphill battle and, and now you're going, you know, apples to apples versus actually having like a competitive advantage over an out-of-state competitor. So um, I don't know, like just for example, like Ethan Onianwa, we're able to beat out a Vanderbilt offer because he wants to stay in the city of Houston. His dad knows the value as an engineering guy, like knows the value of our degree. He knows the value of being in the city of Houston energy wise. So 
Um, I think it just gives you such a like leg up on out of state people. Cause as you know, like everybody's rushing the state of Texas it, it, it year in and year out. Like I, I say like, man, we really get over recruited and it just more people start pouring in. And at the end of the day, like that, the, the talent is here and there's no reason for us to start outward and work inward. Like we really comb the state first, find out where the deficiencies are. So like, Hey, outside receivers with this size and this speed, like they're all chopped up at the guys that we would grade as offerable. So let's start to expand our, our view nationally. And then that's where kind of your academic filters kind of help you comb it to the guys that you can actually recruit. So um, I would just say, yeah, I mean, it gives you such a leg up on outside guys. What's a Saturday in the fall like for you then? You know, you're, you're a guy who a lot of your work, a lot of your work, doesn't you know is is not you, you know you're not calling plays you know what i mean you're not out there do you know yeah you know, you know uh, making assignments or things like that what what is game day like for you so we're talking 2019 or 2020 yeah let's go 2019 let's go normal days let's 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 project positivity into the world okay projecting positivity <laughs> in the world um i always have a um it's my it's like my script so um the list of my guys that are coming in so i sort them by commits offers close to offers, targets, underclassmen. And I always try to keep like different sections so I can add notes constantly as I'm having conversations with them. And I kind of set it up to where, you know, my, my, my staff is really running check-in. They're really running the operations logistics of it. My whole job is to have touch points with all of the top guys that are there. I want to talk to the kid. I want to talk to mom, dad, the coaches there. And I, I want to like have more than just a, Hey, welcome to rise. Hope you have a good time. Like, no, like, how's your week? Like what's going on with you and your life? Like how's school going? How's like whatever your injury is, or if there's anything off the field, like I can kind of probe and ask those questions and have those conversations and get stuff that are really hard over the phone are really hard over the text. And for me, like, this is my chance to recruit because I don't get to go on the road. So this is my game day, so to speak. And so, you know, you have a lot of time pregame to spend with these guys and, you know, tour around facilities. What we would do, like, say if we had, you know, an afternoon game and we had two guys that we really wanted to, like, lock in that weekend. Okay, well, maybe they're on just an unofficial visit. So I'm going to tell them to get there. Hey, come up here at nine o'clock, you know, let your coach know that you're going to miss, you know, film study or whatever. Like, let's first cross that bridge and then get over here. We're going to tour you around the campus. We're going to tour you around the facility get you a photo shoot, you know, kind of really lay out the red carpet. And because, you know, Rice Village is part of Rice University's campus, we just hop in a golf cart and go over to Torchy's Tacos. So it really feels like an official visit as an unofficial visit. So you kind of get two for one situation. And at the end of that day, you know, at the end of that game, I'm going to schedule time aside after Bloom's presser. And we sit in his office and we have a one-on-one win, loss, draw, he always makes time to do that because, you know, he's so front facing and, and loves to you know interact with those families. So um, it was really fun. Like that 2019 year, um, that's really the, the reason we signed DJ Arkansas was that season. He came up for like two or three games, spent a lot of time around him. He knew that he was the number one guy on our board from the jump. And, you know, we get him a year and a half later, I, I think, um, the rope, the, the work you put in on juniors is what pays off on signing day, like September one's so huge. So, um, 2020 is a little different. It was more of like 
Instagram live, FaceTiming kids, texting guys during halftime. Uh, not, not quite the same. Okay. So, so there are probably a number of, of folks out there who are players out there who, who want to get recruited, who are looking to, to get recruited. And, 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 you know, I know, I know we want to be, be careful of, of barriers here, but my question for you is if you're, if you're a recruit, if I'm a recruit, uh, looking to get noticed, looking to get, um, you know, identified as, as a, to get, you know, on your radar, what, what are things that I can do? What are you looking for? What, what is important for you to see in, in, in recruits, uh, as far as, you know, getting noticed? Well, number one, the recommendation from the head coach of their school, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, that weighs way more heavily than spamming my Twitter account, you know, like, I'll post something about my family and you're, or like a tough moment. And somebody replies, Hey coach, I'm six foot one, 220 pounds around a four, four. Like that's, I imagine it's the worst way. I imagine your mentions are a disaster. They are. I know my mentions can be a disaster. I can't even imagine yours. (laughs) So uh, what, what helps a lot of times is when kids are interested and they tell their coach and their coach contacts me, that helps a ton. Um, the more you're able to make like traction where, you know, you post your, your, your highlight film or whatever, and it gets retweeted by maybe a, a teammate or somebody or, or a coach that always pops up on my feed. Um, you know, email is like, uh, you get spammed a lot. So um, I guess like from the start, like working through your high school coach is really important. Um, that's the best way for a kid to get on anybody's radar because your coach is going to be, connected and tied to different people. Right. Um, and really what we look for is guys that really want to be great in everything, like on and off the field. So like you gotta be an A and B student, like you gotta be A and B student top half of your class, like test scores kind of out of the window for this cycle and last cycle, but you got to really test highly. And you know, like the, the toughness side of it, like the seeker of action, like, I'm going to watch the game film. So just understand that on the front end. So I would just say like toughness and really a competitiveness to be their, their best self on and off the fields. That's, that's the number one thing we're looking for. You, um, you know, in, in your past life, you, you wrote for Bleacher Report, uh, you worked for NFL Network, uh, things like that. You worked in the, um, the unwashed, filthy media. Yes. Um, do you miss it a little bit? Do you miss us a little bit? No, no, I don't. Um, so there, there are times. So like, I would say this, I don't miss being told to write an article about Tim Tebow and I love Tim Tebow, but um, there's something uh, really refreshing or rewarding when you can kind of choose and choose your own way, like choose your own path from a media standpoint. So like, I'm sure it, it, it's that way for you. Like you get to talk about the things you want to talk about. That's why I like the podcast medium so awesome for me. Yeah. Um, and every time I've thought about it, it's just, I remember how hard it was for me to get into sports. And, and, and when I say sports, like it was so hard to get into the university of Houston as an unpaid intern, just scraping along the bottom of the floor. Right. So um, maybe in, in a later life uh, I might return, but um, for now, like, you know, winning the Peach Bowl that first year at Houston. I mean, I, 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 I hope I didn't peak too early in life. Uh, my, that, that really just sticks out to me. And I just, I want to get back to that place. And, you know, the having, you know, stake in the game 
makes makes it that much more fun. Um, that's just me, though. No, I can get that. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm slogging along here, so you don't need to to tell me. Yeah, get out of media as soon as you can. My qu- finally, let's let's get you in, in trouble with the final question, which is uh, uh, the the big man. Uh, Mike Bloomgren, who's been on our program a couple of times, was a tight end at Culver Stockton College. Um, have you been able to get your hands on some Mike Bloomgren tight end film? And if so, do you have a scouting report? Golly, you just gave me some good homework. I have not seen that. Uh, okay. I have not seen that. Okay. So we need to find some. I think we, that's, that's a, we need that's a joint that. effort. Let's, uh, this, this feels like our powers combining. This feels like Hulk Hogan and, and, and Macho Man shaking hands really slowly and stuff. We're going to find that footage of him and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna bring you back to, to break it down. I have seen um, Lucas Reed, our, our, our quarterback, oh. GA. He's a baller. He's a little undersized, okay. lefty, um, actually plays really well in the pocket. He's got a high release for, for a guy who's you know, sub 5'8", five, 5'9". Um, but, but, a, but a good athlete, you know, competitor, you know, took his team pretty far in the state, state playoffs. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we're on it. We have an assignment now. Uh, he's Alex Brown. He is the director of football recruiting for, uh, the rice owls. And of course the host of up close and personnel, the podcast, which you should subscribe to, uh, Alex really appreciate your time, my man. And, uh, best of luck on the recruiting trail. Thank you, Greg. See you. And there he goes. Rice's director of football recruiting in the NFL lays on Alex Brown. Appreciate his time and some really cool conversation there um, that him and Tep had. I know Tep walked away with that interview super pumped about it. But remember, uh, he has his own podcast. Clearly, great talker. Um, up close in personnel with Alex Brown. You can find that on Apple Podcasts. So we appreciate him and for Greg Powers for giving us that guest for Big Guest Thursday and Tepper wasn't even in here to rewatch his interview. Yeah, he just he just left us here. He just left to, us to he, run the rest of the show. So. I think yeah, I think he was nice. butt hurt that you were in. in I think his he was chair, too. which is good. That's that's what we were looking to do today. He kind of gave off that vibe, you know. He was like slouching, slouching, in yeah. The Greg Powers Memorial Zone. <laughs> <you know, but laughs> I think he was a little upset that I took his his comfortable chair. It's well, I think that everyone on the podcast was appreciative of oh, you good. taking his chair. Yeah. I hope he's listening to this. I really hope he's out <laughs> he there. He probably is. Hey, yeah. Tup. <laughs> hey, Tup. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, for final thoughts, uh, we will be back tomorrow. Um, Tepper will be back in his chair tomorrow. Yeah, I won't be here tomorrow. No. I have to work on my project. Your tomorrow. horror film. My horror film, <laughs> <laughs> which Tepper did say he wants to see. Would you like a copy as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, shoot, we should just find a time to air that on the show. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll we'll give you. our full – we do movie <laughs> reviews sometimes during the summer, so maybe that okay, should be that, our movie review. That is perfect. I'm going to – I'll make it a little bit extra, like a little bit longer, just so okay. we can make it a full A full-on movie, movie review. Because I – who knows? It might be actually really good. Maybe this is your calling. Like, that's the real thing. Sports it could be. You know, I just spent four years in college, you know, studying sports broadcasting. But, but my final <laughs> week of, of I of, discovered of college, my true passion. I want to be a sh- film director and a film editor. 
for no sports. horror stories <laughs> of uh, short films. Uh, short films I've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, hey, really appreciate you uh, hopping on to f- to fill the time. The the Absolutely. people of TFT enjoyed it. Best of luck, obviously, with your uh, with your horror film and with graduating. Yes, I'm super excited. I just I can't believe it's already it's already happening. But I'm excited to you know, transition from, from college to, to my career. So absolutely. Well, adulthood slaps you in the face. So enjoy (laughs) this final week next week and then buckle up. I'm excited. All right. We got one more order of business here, but yes, we will be back tomorrow. Mailbag Friday. And then, uh, make sure to be tuning in to the Dave Campbell social media pages, uh, this weekend because Texas barbecue, Texas high school barbecue state championships coming up good stuff in which you'll be in attendance i will be yeah tepper myself and greg powers himself which greg powers our mountain at a barbecue state championship is content that you need in your life you didn't know it but you need it in your life so make sure to watch along uh with us on twitter this weekend but absolutely one more order of business i'm not gonna not gonna mess it up this time all right here we go vince young come get your player of the year award trophy There we go, and she did it. All right, we will see you all tomorrow on Texas Football Today.